This is the Shanice Lewis Show, the number one podcast for plus-size women. With your host, the queen of curvy conversation, Shanice Lewis. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is Monday, January 28th. 2019. Make sure you're following the show's social media pages on Facebook at The Shanice Lewis Show and on Instagram and Twitter at Shanice Show. You can also subscribe and listen to the show on iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcasting app. Today we have a very special guest on the show, Akira Armstrong, Pretty Big Movement CEO and founder Akira Armstrong is a trailblazer pioneer with a big heart and an even bigger vision. The Bronx native holds credits including Janet Jackson, Beyonce, Salt and Pepper, SWV, Jennifer Hudson, Jasmine Sullivan, Daddy Yankee, Big Frida, Lane Bryant, Black Girls Rock, and Canadian Plus brand Pennington. Armstrong established the house of full-figured voluptuous, talented, and otherwise overlooked dancers in 2008. She sought out the opportunity to create a path and platform all of her own, which was which would cultivate empowerment for women of the unorthodox industry look. With the release of Condi Nash's feature entitled The Scene Breaking Stereotypes, the movement began and became an international household name with over 10 million views overnight, disrupting the waves of mainstream media. Her company splashed into the hands of Lane Bryant, Harry Connick Jr. Images splattered on Vogue Taiwan, Huffington Post, People Magazine, Cosmopolitan, and The Great Big Story. The Klan was most recently featured as dancers for Janet Jackson and Daddy Yankee's hit single made for now expanding their market to the LGBT community. Beyond consistent industry work, Akira gives back to the community through her work as a teaching artist, as well as producing Move Your Curves workshop experience at Alvin Ailey Dance Theater. And we are so excited to talk to her today. Let's welcome Akira to the show. Hi. Hey. How are you? I know it's been a long day. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. I'm so honored. I've been trying to get on your show for over a year now. <laughs> oh, no. To be honest. Well, I'm glad we hooked up then. This is long overdue. Yes, yes very much long overdue. <laughs> so were you always confident, or was that something that you had to grow into as you got older? No, I definitely had to grow into my confidence as I've gotten older. Um, Now that I'm a young woman, (laughs) I've experienced a amount of uh, disappointment and a lot of rejection, and it has definitely shaped and molded me to the woman that I am today. I am very confident. I love the skin that I'm in. I'm actually on this weight loss journey, and I'm feeling really good about my health, Um, and it's helping me so much tremendously in how I feel about myself on a daily basis. Now, how old were you when you took your first dance class? I was eight years old when I took my first dance class. I had asked my mom to put me in dance school, and she found this dance school in the Bronx on Gun Hill Road in Olaville called Mind Builders Creative Arts Center. And 
the first dance class I took was tap. And then yeah. she put me in jazz and then came ballet, which I didn't care for. And then there was West African. And I fell in love with dance because of that so genre. West African was the one that caught your attention. Yes. That one. The drums, and so the, did you continue taking dance classes for how long? Your whole youth up through high school? My whole youth, I ended up um, auditioning for a performing arts school called PPAS um, on 48th Street and 8th Avenue. And uh, through there, I was a dance major, and that's where I attended the Alvin Ailey School for Dance. So dance was my major from 7th grade all the way to 12th grade. And then once I graduated from high school, I then took on and became the president of my college dance um, company called Africa Emotion. So I have Oh, wow. (laughs) So when did you know... When did you know this is something that you wanted to do professionally? Because sometimes families, especially black families, don't encourage making a career mm-hmm. out of the arts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I knew this was going to be my career from the moment I saw. And I, I think I've said this in almost every interview because it's so true. I had saw um, Patti LaBelle on the Apollo uh, Theater. And she wasn't a dancer, but her presence, and her outfits and her hair, like, I just gravitated towards that. And I was like, I told my mom, whatever that is, that's what I want to do. Entertainment, I want to entertain, I want to move, I want to dance, I want to inspire, I want to just. And that was around the age of eight, nine years old when I saw um, saw Patti LaBelle on Apollo Theater stage. And so after you decided this is what you wanted to do, you're going to pursue it professionally, what obstacles did you face in the dance community as a full-figure woman? Oh, as a full-figure woman, I have faced a tremendous amount of obstacles. Uh, number one, of course, aesthetically, my size. I've had uh, people in the industry tell me, yeah, I'll book you. You know, you just got to lose a little bit more weight. Um, even when I was attending the early school, I used to get, you need to lose 10 to 15 pounds on my report card. And all of that just really just fueled me to get to where I am today. This is the reason why pretty big movement exists is because I got so tired of hearing because you look like this, we can't do this. And I'm like, if I'm able to deliver and execute, what is the problem? <laughs> so this is what really brewed, excuse me, the whole pretty big movement. It's pretty so, much out of rejection entire life. I know as a um, ballerina, you have to, uh, quote, unquote, supposed to be skinny, but even to do, like, hip-hop and jazz mm-hmm. and other forms of dance, mm-hmm. they still want to be a certain size? Yeah, they do. Yes, they do. I think now, I mean, over time, things have definitely changed. Now that we're in 2019, I think people are more receptive to plus size, body positive, and, you know, really honing in and giving us an opportunity now. But it took time. Like, I say for the ladies that are coming up behind me, the door is wide open now. They're mm-hmm. probably not going to get as much rejection as I did. They not even probably not have to work that hard anymore because now everybody's just, you know, this Me Too movement, women empowerment, feminists, everything is just opening now which I'm grateful for. But, you know, if I had to go through the storm to open up the next door for the next generation, then that's what it was. Now, as a a solo dancer, you are still able to accomplish things despite the lack of opportunities for somebody with your look. Now, one of the big things that you accomplished was dancing with Beyonce. 
Yes, yes, Miss B Queen herself. Yes. And how was that experience? That was an amazing experience. Um, long story short, I had auditioned uh, for it in New York City at City Center, and her artistic director, Frank Gatson, at the time, saw something in me and gave me the opportunity to, you know, do the two music videos, which was Get Me Body and Greenlight. And from there, I was able to meet so many of my counterparts that are, you know, that work in the industry, so many noted choreographers and built relationships. And it's just really helped my career tremendously, just building those relationships from the time that I worked with Beyonce. And herself, she's a hard worker. I call her a robot. She is, like, <laughs> hardworking, hardworking. I learned so much through that whole experience. She never complained. She was on time. Like It was just an amazing experience. And so while you were pursuing professional dancing, were you also pursuing being a plus-size model as well? Yes, I was briefly. I <laughs> at one point I I thought I wanted to model, but I guess it all goes hand in hand with dance. And now that you know my company and my the young ladies that are in it, we're getting books, you know, for for campaigns as models. And I guess it just everything helps. Eventually, it's a stepping stone, and you know I've got my feet wet in the modeling industry, and I love it as well. It's not my passion, but I love it. Now, while you were pursuing being a plus-size model, is that how you learned about the plus-size community and the events in the community? Yes. Yes. I had um, Miss Teresa, who um, has her full-figure pageant based out of Newark, New Jersey. Five years ago, I had auditioned to be a part of her pageant, and that's where I was able to get really involved in the Kirby community and meet many noted um, models and makeup artists and stylists and fashion designers, uh, which was a really good experience for me because it really taught me a lot of the key things that I needed and also to pursue more things within my company and not just be dancers, but be evolving and more, excuse me, evolving and other things that are going to help us to catapult to the next level. And so when you attended these plus-size events and met more women that were curvy and confident, is that how the vision was sparked for the Pretty Big Movement? Well, I would say that's part of it. Pretty Big Movement was sparked predominantly because of the rejection that I got as a dancer. So dance is my first love, modeling, makeup artistry, all that comes secondary and third. But it did help. Um, in a sense of shaping and molding me and being open to the mm-hmm. Kirby community. But I wouldn't say that was the pinnacle aha moment when I started doing modeling was the fuel behind Pretty Big Movement. No, I wouldn't say that. So how did you um, get your members together and put together the initial group? So like, did you already I, know them? No, I didn't know them. Um, Initially, how I gathered my members for Pretty Big Movement was I did Full Figure Fashion Week. I auditioned for Gwen DeVos, Full Figure Fashion Week, and she was looking for plus-size dancers. And through that, I was able to get myself and four other girls to join Pretty Big Movement. And then from there, held auditions, you know, put the name out there. I think MySpace was the thing at the time. So that goes to show you how long <laughs> right. I've been doing this when MySpace was, you know, on popping. 
So, you know, I had put out an audition on there and a couple of females showed up. And that's how I was able to get, you know, pretty big movement off the ground initially. And so what is the skill set and the skill level of dance do you need to be a part of pretty big moment movement? Because some people can, you know, twerk and move, mm-hmm. but they're not a skilled dancer and they think that's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Totally two different things. Um, in order to be a core member of Pretty Big Movement, you definitely need some dance experience, um, professionally trained in ballet, contemporary, jazz, modern, hip-hop, West African, Afrofusion, all of those things coupled um, you need to have under your belt to be a part of Pretty Big Movement because we are a professional dance company. Um, in addition to that, I also do train other plus-size women as a training intensive program, which I started a year ago called the Pretty Big Movement Apprenticeship Program, and that is catered to women who want to learn, who want to be in a professional level but are not at the level where I would like them to be to potentially be a part of Pretty Big Movement as a core member. Right. So to be in the, in the movement, you have to be a master dancer. Yes, you do. Yes, I would say you would have to be a master dancer because where we are right now and the bookings that we're getting, we don't have the time to mold. I need you mm-hmm. to come in already having, you know, these skills, backgrounds, and dance. It's really, really, really important to have that. Now, are you having any obstacles with keeping the group together and growing the brand? Because sometimes when you have a lot of people, it's always – you know, something. It's always yeah, something. So it's always something. There's always going to be something. I mean, you're working with women. Women, we are emotional. You know, everything is feelings. But I would say the challenging thing for me right now is the financial back end, the support, you know, and that aspect of just trying to take my brand to expand uh, to different cities and different countries and just getting the funding and sponsorship to just take us to the next level. Internally, we are literally a sisterhood, you know, and sisters, you know, argue here and there, but it's not to the extent of we dislike each other. We love each other. We uplift each other. We empower each other. And it's it's a beautiful, beautiful um, uh, outcome at the end of it all. We just really just, I mean, I don't I can't even really describe it. It's it helps me daily and the girls that I work with inspire me on a daily basis cuz there are plenty of times when I want to give up. This is getting too much. I'm getting older and there are things that I want in my personal life, but they keep it all together for me. And I think having a strong team and a strong team of women and having management behind the pretty big movement really helps us to stay in it and not give up. Well, that's awesome. So <laughs> once you got, you know, going, you got your girls, everything was established, then came Condi Nash. And yes. they featured you ladies. And yes, tell me, how did they find you and how did that come about? So the young lady, um, Emily Daughtry, who was working for Condé Nast at the time, she reached out to me as a journalist, and she was like, hey, I want to do the story on your company, <laughs> just randomly. I got an email. She was like, I saw you guys on YouTube, and I really want to, you know, 
get more information and do a story on you guys. And at the time, you know, at the time, just like exposure is exposure, and I'm I'm so with it, so open for it. So we shot it uh, back in December of 2016, and it debuted in January 2017. And I had no expectations of it going viral. Um, I was actually sick. The day that we filmed it, my voice, I don't know if you, if you've seen the video, I sound very hoarse. The day before, I did not have a voice. Um, I just wasn't into it at the time because I was sick as a dog. And long and behold, it turned out to be one of the monumental things that Pretty Big Movement has ever done. Was that like the big break for Pretty Big Movement? That was the big break, yes. That was the big break for Pretty Big Movement. That's when... I got the attention of people who I've been trying to get the attention from. Um, it really took us to a whole nother level. Although Lane Bryant was already in the works before that went viral. <laughs> I like oh, okay. Lane Bryant was already, I got Lane Bryant called December 1st, 2016. I'll never forget. And then um, the Connie Nast thing went, went viral in January. So Lane Bryant would have already happened anyway. <laughs> Nice. So that means everything was just going as planned, just like you yes. wanted it to. Yes. yes. So, and I'm so grateful. So when you got this notoriety, you're getting the campaigns, you're getting the mm-hmm. press, everything yes. is going uphill. Yes. Is the mainstream dance community recognizing the great work that you're doing, or are they dismissing your movement? Oh, absolutely. We get a lot of love. We get a lot of love from the dance community. People know who Pretty Big is. They know who the faces are behind Pretty Big Movement. They know all of our accolades and, you know, the barriers we have broken thus far. People know about Pretty Big Movement. I wouldn't say the whole world know about Pretty Big Movement. The goal is the whole world knows about Pretty Big Movement. But our peers in the dance community definitely respect um, Pretty Big Movement and the work that we have done. Oh, good. That's good. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you are really a trailblazer in this area with the plus Thank size you. dancers because now there's other plus size dance troops popping up. How do you feel mm-hmm. about that? You know, I I I love it. I love it. I'm not going to be bitter about it. I definitely knew that with Pretty Big Move and being the forefront and, you know, being the gates to women wanting to start their own truth was definitely going to happen. Um, I love it. I love the fact that everyone is getting a notoriety. There's enough money and reaching to the coin to secure the bag for everybody. It's enough for everybody to eat. <laughs> Does any of the other troops ever reach out to you to be their mentor or to see how you did it? I get, I wouldn't say troops. I get a lot of women individually who reach out to me a lot of young girls teenagers who reach out to me I actually got a uh uh email today a young lady wanted me to mentor her so i definitely get you know get the notoriety of people wanting for me to mentor them and just be a part of the movement whether they want to be an intern or whether they want to just come train or whether they want to you know for all different reasons um, I definitely get approached about being mentor mentorship. Now, I had the pleasure of seeing you and the Pretty Big Movement dance in person at the TCF mm. Style Expo. Now, it wasn't last oh, year. It was the year there. before. Okay. Yes. 
so I got to see you in person and you guys were fabulous. And I noticed that it was kind of like a little African inspired movement in that particular dance that you did. And it was like so energetic and so powerful. So I was wondering after you get through doing all that dancing, do you have aches and pains and your back hurting and your knees hurting? I'm going to be so transparent. Yes. Yes. And another yes. <laughs> we actually, you know, it's so funny. We actually had um, a Afro Afrobeat, um, a uh, well, not a class, choreography. A young lady by the name of Jalen um, reached out to me, and she wanted to choreograph a piece for us. And it's Afrobeat. And honey, when I tell you today, these bowls, <laughs> they are aching. I'm not even gonna lie because. We were dancing for loud. We were dancing for loud as a group. You know, we all wanted to get in. And, you know, I told my team for 2019, there is no room for mediocrity. We have to set the bar even higher. We have to come out strong, even better than what we did two years ago. So we just was pushing ourselves yesterday. So I'm definitely feeling it today. (laughs) So what do you do for back pain and knee pain? What do you use? Soak. I soak in the tub with some Epsom salt, old school Epsom salt. Um, I light my candles and I just lay back and relax, or I just let the hot water run on me. And then, you know, I have a love in my life who can, you know, <laughs> rub it down. <laughs> Massages. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. So, besides doing uh, your performances with your pretty big movement you teach workshops now tell me about the workshops you have coming up yes so this year we decided to switch it up uh, move your curves pretty big movement experience now we want people to walk into the world pretty big movement and <clears throat> we're setting the tone of it being an experience not just a workshop and what I mean by experience is um, we do a power circle And in the power circle, which is one portion of the workshop, is where, as women, we get to tell our stories. And we tell, they tell their stories, and they, you know, we've had women say things, I've beat cancer, or I'm, you know, beating a divorce. What makes me powerful is, you know, being pretty big is I've overcome, (laughs) you know, domestic violence. And it becomes an experience because people don't expect to walk into a dance class getting healing. They just think they're walking into a class and just dance, and then they leave, mm-hmm. and then that's how we build the connections, and we really engage with the people who attend our workshops, and we become friends, and then they start coming to our events, and then this is how the, the, the movement has grown, because people started to inquire, well, I'm not a professional dancer, but I want to be a part of it, so I said, well, let me do an apprenticeship program. Let me start training women so that... If whatever reason they want to come to the training program to get the training or they want to, you know, it's for healing purposes because they've never challenged themselves in their life before. So, so many things have come out of the Move Your Curse workshop as an extension to the brand. And then you're teaching teens too now? Yes. I have added on kids and tweens because I get approached from parents. I need something for my daughter or my daughter this and my they don't have nothing to do and we love you guys and you guys are so impo- okay so let's get the kids going let's get the teens going because they're the next generation because I'm ready to sit down because <laughs> <laughs> them bones hurting <laughs> I'm ready to sit down you know so I'd rather you know 
get them ready. You know, the next pretty big movie could be Queen. It could be all teenage girls. And, you know, just to keep the move. That's why it's called a movement. A movement is ongoing. It's always evolving. It's always changing. It's always growing. So that's how so you're basically dancing 24-7 because your day job is teaching dancing. Yeah, teach. And mm-hmm. then nighttime you have performances and weekends you have performances. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. I'm a teaching artist by day, and then after 6 o'clock, it's pretty big movement. Wow. Go, girl. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> do you have any auditions coming up for new members, or is that closed for 2019? I'm still uh, undecisive about that because I have so much going on. I don't want to compile too much on my plate. It may be a possibility. I may have to make a decision sooner than I anticipated it, but... If it is, it'll be May of 2019. Okay, so people just have to keep an eye out for that. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. So what is the ultimate goal of your brand? Now, before you say it, I'm going to tell you what I see. Okay. I see oh, I you like, like I see you like a Debbie Allen yes, because yes. she, you know, moved into television. She has her mm-hmm. dance school in L.A., mm-hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, she's in dance, but she doesn't necessarily do the performances. She's behind the scenes. That's what I see for you. Yep. That is exactly what the goal is for myself as a CEO and founder of Pretty Big Movement. And I'm at a point where I am not ready to give up dance, but like I said, there are personal things that I want to indulge in at this time in my life. A woman of a certain age, I'll be 36. I'm not no spring chicken, <laughs> although people think I am younger. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's that's the level that I aspire to be on as a Debbie Allen. You know, um, definitely want to hone into television and acting and so many things. I just love the art. I love the entertainment industry. Yes, it is rigorous. Yes, it is challenging. Yes, it's not nice. Sometimes it's not pretty big all the time. You know, it's not pretty. But if you love it, and I'm a person who am passionate about my career, what I do, I eat, sleep, and breathe this, I am willing to take on the challenge for whatever it is and whatever obstacles may come my way. But if you step aside from dancing with the um, girls, you could still be the director, or if you're not dancing, you wouldn't want to do it. No, I would would do both, but eventually I just want not to dance. (laughs) Not it. I just know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what God. You know. I, I honestly feel like you know. I'm very spiritual, so I think God has already written this out for me, and I have to tell myself that daily because when there are times when I want to give up, I'm like, I can't give up. I've come too far, and there's still so much more to come. There's still so yes. much more to come. I don't. I have not crossed my T's and dotted all my I's yet. So there's no way in heck that I can give up at this point. So, yes, I will still be dancing. But eventually the goal is for me to be behind the scenes and directing, creative directing, and bringing in people and bringing in guest choreographers. You know, just, like I said, evolving my brand to the next level. And I definitely mm-hmm. want to create chapters in different cities. Oh, wow. Definitely. Yes. And so yes. are you going to start on that maybe like 2020? Yes. That is the goal for 2020. And there's still some more uh, things on the business back end that I need to cover before I take that next step. Awesome. I got a little exclusive out of you right there. Hey, 
Yes, you did. Shanice. Yes, you did. Because <laughs> I like so, to keep silent. <laughs> right, right. So do you have anything else coming up that we need to be on the lookout for? Anything we need to know about? Yes. So um, in March, Pretty Big Movement will be going on a mini college tour. So there, we're getting our roster together as we speak. Um, so we'll be hitting up different colleges in the North, Northeast area. So look out for that. So that's why I said it's important for us to inspire the youth. And the college, I remember when I was in college, we didn't have people come out and perform and inspire us. We did it on our own on campus. So now that, you know, I have the opportunity to travel and do this mini college tour, I'm really, really excited about it and really, really wanted to tap in and meet these young girls and see where their minds are at. Nice. And so northeast, so you're not coming down south. I'm in Louisiana. You won't hit me down no, here. I, I would probably have to do it on my own will, but not, you know. Not the with the tour. Yeah. And I know that you are getting honored at an event coming up soon. Yes. At the, um, uh, what is it, Curvy Courageous um, event. Yes. I'm looking forward to that. It's actually my birthday weekend, too. My birthday is March 8th, and I'm getting honored March 9th. So I'm very excited about that. Yes. Well, congratulations on that. So you have a lot going on. And tell us your official website and social media pages so we can keep up with everything you got going on. Yes. My website is www.prettybigmovement.com. And all our social media handles are Pretty Big Movement, except for our Twitter, which is I Am Pretty Big. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It's a pleasure speaking with you this evening, and I learned so much about you, and I'm so proud of you and all of your accomplishments. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you so much. And enjoy the rest of your evening. Stay warm out there. Yes, we will. Thank you. Have a great one. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And thank you to my guest this evening, Akira Armstrong of the Pretty Big Movement. Make sure you check them out if they're coming to a city near you. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. You've been listening to The Shanice Lewis Show. For more info about the show, visit ShaniceLewisShow.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.